Hey there, welcome to another episode of Monday Moments, the show in which we take a deeper dive into Sunday Sermon. With me today is Pastor Dennis. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and we are starting a new two-part series on covenants, what they are, where we find them in Scripture, how they might differ from a promise or a vow, and the ripple effect that we see in Scripture and in our culture today when covenants are not, um, when covenants are broken, when they're not lived up to uh, by one or both parties. And so before we dive too much further into our discussion, if this is your first time watching or listening, consider hitting the subscribe button and the little bell icon next to it to be notified every time new content is posted. And with that being said, let's dive into it. Absolutely. Like I said, uh, this is the start of a new two-part series on covenants. And um, I thought what was a interesting and a good way approach that you took to this was not just talking about covenants from a historic or or Bible study perspective, but taking it, starting there and then working into a real world um, uh, sermon and, and message of, of how breaking a covenant, not living up to it, can and does have this ripple effect. Yeah. And I wondered if uh, for those who are watching or listening who've not really studied much about covenants, could you just maybe start by sharing what is a covenant? How is it maybe different from a vow or a promise? Mm-hmm. And and what are some examples that we see in Scripture? I think when we talk about covenants, particularly from a biblical perspective, we have to remember that what we're making covenants with is with God. Mm-hmm. And that's the main difference because people have people still use that word. We have neighborhood covenants. We have uh, covenants at a homeowner's park. And these covenants are set up that says, if here are, here are the benefits of making this covenant, here's your, your benefits, and here are your responsibilities. And if you obey, if you keep up with your part of it, then here's the benefits. And if you don't, then here are the consequences. Mm. The difference being, I think, that when we make a covenant with God, we are often the ones that uh, break the covenant. God never breaks the covenant. Yeah. And, you know, and all of this started, by the way, uh, Travis, not as a, uh, a, a, a look into covenants, but I was really looking into the history of our, of our, uh, of our nation, yeah. Uh, yeah. looking for good content and good, good understanding with Thanksgiving. But things have changed, mm. haven't they? Yeah, they sure have. I mean, things have changed. And it's not just that Thanksgiving is going to be more expensive this year than any other year in history. It's not that. Things have changed because, because when this nation was founded, there were covenants that were made. And one of the interesting things that I'm finding is that in the, in the Bible, particularly in the Old Testament, we see where God was coming and making covenants with man. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> Noah, for example, didn't say at the end of the flood, God, I want to make a covenant with you. God came and said, here's the covenant. Hmm. Abraham didn't come to God and say, here's the covenant. God came to him and said, Abraham, here's the covenant. Yeah. Uh, Moses didn't come and say, uh, God, we want to make a covenant. God said, here are the covenants that I've made. And here's the next one. Here's the covenant. The difference was, is that when our forefathers came to this land, they said, here are the covenants that we are going to commit to you, God. Hmm. And what we're seeing now from my perspective, again, and I've said it over and over uh, is that this is not something that the, the state of our nation and our world is not something that we can vote ourselves out of. Yeah. 
We can't vote in the right people. We can't do that. The reason being is because what has taken place is that we've broken the covenants mm -hmm. of God. And now God, out of his great love and mercy, is saying, you've broken the covenant. Now, here is the result of this broken covenant. Yeah. And you can go and hear the Sunday sermon where I talk about what does that look like? Yeah. Because it's very clear. It, it's really clear. The, the, the covenants that Bradford and, and these others made uh, had consequences. And to me, what we're living with, not just in society, but in the church, yeah. are broken covenants. Right. So consequently... If the church begins to um, to understand our to, not to understand, we all understand what our response is. If we begin to live up to our responsibility, will that change the scenario? I believe it will because it always has. Yeah. When people obey God, yeah. when the church becomes who the church is to be, then God's blessing continues. You see, this nation was not somehow. Uh, uh, taken and possessed by Christian doctrine. Hmm. We had believers, persecuted hmm. believers who came here and who, and who coveted it with God to live a certain way. And this nation is the blessing that came from those covenants that were made, yeah. that were honored, not just by God, but also by our forefathers. Right, right. And I think that's good to, to go back and to really dive into the history, like you said, because I think we hear that, you know, our, our nation was founded on Christian principles and we, you know, might know the the general story of, of you know, the first settlers from Europe and so on and so forth. But to really, I think, <clears throat> go back and dive into that, like you shared a little bit on, on Sunday of the persecution that so many of these people went through. Um, and, you know, from the time that I spent in India with you and, and, getting to know the Christians in India who live in constant, um, I don't want to say fear, but the reality of persecution. The reality of persecution, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, there's a difference in the in the dedication and the level of faith yes. and, and the way that they live that's just very different from, I don't want to say all, but a lot of the Christianity and, and, and the way we live here in, here in the United States. It's very different. It, yeah, yeah. And, and so I think, you know, James talked... Uh, last Sunday about the difference between knowing something and being convinced of something. And I think to take that to this past Sunday when you talked about there's a difference between dating the Bible and being married to it. Yeah. When we become absolutely convinced of what the Bible teaches and believing it wholeheartedly and saying, I'm going to be married, committed, and, and coincidentally, we refer to marriage as a covenant, right? Yes, we do. It's it's a covenant to the scripture. The word of God is what it is and it is what it says, whether we fully understand it, whether we like it or feel like it's comfortable or not, we're saying we're going to adhere to this and we're going to believe this and to see the blessing um, or the curse, really, yeah. you know, of, of, of deviating away from that. And we don't like to talk about that. Mm -mm. We don't like to talk about the fact that the, that, that, God in the New Testament said that the grace of God has appeared instructing us mm -hmm. to deny ungodliness yeah. and worldly behavior. Yeah. You see, that's Titus. And, it, and it's very clear. We assume that this grace is just somehow going to overlook or overcome 
or just pat us on the head and say, I'm so sorry you're hurting. But no, grace, the grace of God has come and it is in, it's instructing. It's a schoolmaster yeah. that teaches us to do what? To deny ungodly behavior. Right. And, and so again, you know, if we forget our history, then we will repeat it. Right. If we don't know our future, and the future being the return of Jesus Christ, then we're not going to live today with knowledge of who we are and knowing what we should do. Yeah. We've got to know where we came from right. and we got to know where we're going to in order that we can live in this present day yeah. uh, committed not just to the right beliefs, but living the right paths. You know, I, one of... One of the things that I wanted the most as a young parent was that my children would follow God. Mm -hmm. That was it. Yeah. I wanted to raise them in order that they would follow God. That was the future. My past was that I didn't know the Lord growing up mm -hmm. and I knew that past. Mm -hmm. And so consequently, when I was raising children, our whole goal was how do we raise these children in order that they would not just follow God, but that we would see our children's children's mm -hmm. children's following God. Yeah. And today, uh, there is so much noise out there mm -hmm. and, and so much uh, a lack of understanding as to who we are. Right. And that concludes uh, who we are as Americans. That includes who we are as believers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, 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 the, and, and, and where are we headed? People talking about the end times, they have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Because right now we're seeing uh, uh, these unbelievable prophetic uh, occurrences and and these prophetic uh, truths mm -hmm. right in front of us. Yeah. That's where we're headed. Yeah. So consequently, we are at a pivotal point. And again, a, a book, uh, a Jimmy Evans tipping point book is exceptional mm -hmm. you should read it but we are at a tipping point in the church today we really yeah. are yeah. and i know that we're going to get through right but i also know that there's going to be a great falling away we're already seeing it yes one of the things that you mentioned um was this analogy of a volcano rising and falling and that's kind of how volcanoes typically work it's not just like all of a sudden one day they just erupt right, right. it's it's this swelling and and receding and swelling and receding and yeah it might spew some lava or some some hot gases or something here and there but there's this rising and falling and you you basically parallel that with what we're seeing in society and essentially what all of society and all cultures have seen since Jesus yes and the question that came into my mind first when I was listening to you talk about this was um, is there hope that that volcano that we see in our society will die down and will kind of go back to this normalcy or time of peace? And then I thought, well, is that even the question we ought to be asking ourselves? Should we really be saying, well, whether it rises or falls, how do we live? How do we prepare ourselves? So what are your thoughts on that? I think that the Church of Jesus Christ today needs to point themselves in the direction that Jesus is going to return. Yeah. And we don't. Mm -hmm. We simply don't. Right. 
We're concerned about our retirements. Mm -hmm. We're concerned about our health insurance. Yeah. We're concerned about getting the house paid off. We're concerned about getting the children's college education funded. All of those things are rooted to this earth. And yet, if you ask the normal Christian today about the return of Jesus Christ, if you really ask them, do you think Jesus is going to return? Their answer is not based in fact. Hmm. It's based in a feeling or a desire or, the, or whether or not today's a good day or a bad day. Yep. But as we look at God's word and we see the number of exact prophetic uh, 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 scriptures that say this is going to happen and this is going to happen and this is going to happen, then we have to understand, is this volcanic dome, is this lava dome growing? I mentioned three things, the, 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 the volcanic dome that rises. There's another one. There's there's earthquakes that are happening, but most of those earthquakes are not felt hmm. because they're not happening deep enough in the earth. Hmm. Mm -hmm. But 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 geologists or the the volcanationist <clears throat> or whoever they are, yeah. they've got these instruments and they can say, wow, the the eruptions underneath the earth within seven miles of the earth uh, is happening. We need to pay attention to this. And then the other thing are that these gases and steam begin to come, they become to break out all over. And those are killers. If you're standing and all of that gas pops up underneath your feet, you're dead. Toast. Yeah. Now, if you think about those things and you look at the world today, when those things are happening, the people who are looking at volcanoes are saying, everybody get out of the way. This is going to go. Yeah. They're getting better and better at it. Do they know the exact time? No, they don't. Hmm. They don't. But when Mount St. Helens blew up, they knew about it. With, with Two weeks beforehand, they knew here's what's going to happen. Well, all the way from 1948, when Israel became a nation, to the 67 uh, uh, war, to Israel once again, rather Jerusalem becoming once again the capital of Israel, to 20. 17, 2018, somewhere around there, where, where the United States recognized, the nations began to recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Judaism. Mm -hmm. All of these things are, the, are this lava dome that's coming up. And, and do we hope that it goes down? Personally, I don't. I want to see it go. Yeah, I really do. I am looking towards the second coming of Christ. And I really believe that in this next, this next year and these next coming years, preachers are going to be speaking more and more. Pastors and teachers are going to be speaking more and more about the second coming of Christ. Why? Jesus's words. Yeah. The leaves are on the fig tree. Mm -hmm. The branches are tender. Don't be caught, he says. Don't be caught. The foolish virgins were caught. Yeah. They were caught asleep at the wheel. Yeah. And the church does not need to be that way. Yeah. But a great part of the church is going to be that way. 50% of the church is going to fall away. 50%. That's some, and people want to say, no, 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 that's not going to. Well, I didn't say it. Jesus did. If you don't like it, tear it out of your Bible yeah. because it's right there. Mm -hmm. And we need to become this, this people once again that are focused not just on end times, mm -hmm but focused on God's mission in the end times, which is that he does not want anyone to perish. Right. 
anyone. Yeah. And we need to be focused on the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just kind of wrapping up, you mentioned at the, at the beginning of our discussion, um, Jimmy Evans' tipping point. Yeah. Are there, if someone were listening or watching this and saying, man, I really want to learn more about what we're talking about, whether it's starting with the scriptural uh, covenants, um, the American covenant that you talked about, John Winthrop and his sermon, um, as well as anything concerning this this tipping point, the future, and, and not trying to get too far into you know the end times prophecies, although I think that's important to say. My question is, what, where would you recommend, what are some resources that you would recommend people start reading and, and researching and looking into? I think some of the most important books that have been written in the last two decades are the two Harbinger books. Okay. Harbinger and Harbinger 2. Jimmy Evans' Tipping Points, yes, it, it is. If you really want to begin to understand what's going on, we've got to begin to see that this is not just this fantasy that we're going to make another movie about. Right. This is real stuff. Yeah. And we're seeing it in front of us. And what is going to be the church that falls away? The church that's going to be falling away is the same church that's trying to build heaven on earth here today. That's all there is to it. Yeah. We need to stop throwing stones at one another. And we need to recognize that we have a common goal in mind. And that is to be with the Lord in that yeah. day. Those three books. Uh, another one that I think is really important is uh, uh, is a book called uh, Heaven. Uh, and you got me, uh, I'll think of his name in just a moment. But it's a, it's a book about heaven. Hmm. We don't plan as to where we're going to go. Right. If you go on a trip, you're looking on the internet, you're planning where you're going to go, you're looking up what you're going to do when you get there, you're looking forward to it, you're putting aside money, you're doing all of these things to take this once-in-a-lifetime trip. But people don't do that with heaven. They don't understand heaven. Right. Randy Alcorn. Randy Alcorn's book on heaven. Yeah. And we need to begin to study where we are headed. Right. You know, it, it's, a, it's just a passion of mine. I guess you can tell yeah. that. And this next Sunday, I really do intend on dealing with uh, this Thanksgiving season. Mm -hmm. Because I think, once again, there's no question in my mind that this incredible country that we live in is unique and special to God. Yeah. I've called it the New Jerusalem, whether that's biblical, don't ask me to chapter and verse it. I really believe that that is exactly what this, what this mm. country is. When you see the blessings, this is the most blessed country in history, yeah. in history. Yeah. And yet the condition that we're in says that yes, we are blessed by God. Why? Because we are under the disciplining hand of God. Mm -hmm. And that is not, and it's not going to work to throw stones, for the church to throw stones at all of the elements that do not believe in God, and they're the ones that are messing up our country. Yeah. We have to see that the further we have moved away from the covenants that we have committed to God, then the more this country has gone under. Can we bring it back? That's not the issue. The issue is, is can the church become vibrant again? Yeah. It's not the country that is first. It's the church that is first. Yeah. How can we become the covenant people of God once again? Yeah. yeah. Bringing it back to that pure bride. Yes. Without spot or wrinkle. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's a good one. Well, 
could always sit here and talk a lot longer yeah, and uh, maybe you get, you get me wound up. <laughs> so, well, thank you so much for your time. I uh, really appreciate this discussion. And thank you so much for watching another episode. Um, if you enjoyed this content, uh, if something stood out to you, whether it was from this video, this podcast, or from Sunday's sermon, let us know. We would love to hear from you in the comments. Thank you again for watching another episode of Monday Moments, and we will see you next week.